Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Welcome back, S2S family. Here we are for episode number three. Eventually, we're going to stop counting all of our episodes. Right now, we're just excited <laughs> that we're on number three. Oh, yes. So excited. And this is the final episode that we are dropping today, our premiere day. And we're so excited that you guys made it through all three episodes today. Assuming you have, if you're at this point. Yeah. And if you just skip to this one, go back. <laughs> Please. <laughs> go back. We covered a lot of ground those previous two episodes. And we're about to do the same in this episode. What are we talking about today, Jerry? Today we are starting on stage two of our five stages of dating and relationships to get through marriage. And we are covering dating to find the mate today. Mm-hmm. Date to find the mate. Yes. So <laughs> quick recap. Last time we talked about our first impressions mm-hmm. and our initial meetings of someone. Yep. And now we're covering what happens after that. Mm-hmm. Those first few dates up until DTR or defining the relationship and becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. So we're going to cover all of that today, but first off, we want to start by chatting about what is the purpose of dating? You know, all of our leaders in the church always tell us that we should be dating without being exclusive when we're youth, right? That we should just be dating to meet people and to get to know people. And truly, that is the purpose of dating, right? We're dating to find someone that we want to be in a committed relationship with. And something that I always told my friends and people that were dating along with me when I was in college and before I got married, of course, was I'm not going to date anyone that I don't foresee a future with marriage-wise. You're dating to find someone you're going to marry. That is the ultimate goal. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think it's important that you find someone else who has that same goal as you. Uh, I I wouldn't put it past me or I've given advice to people before to say, you know, right on that first date, either, you know, sometime during it or after, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about the the good experience that you had. If you had a good experience, say, you know, had a really good time, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm looking for I'm looking for a committed relationship and Mm -hmm. I'd like to see where this goes. It's not too soon to say that, Mm -mm. you know, it's easy for them at that point to say, you know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, this was fun. I'm not looking for anything committed. It's bef- And then you that happens before you start to invest too much time and money and everything into the relationship. You can get on the same playing field. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this is serious. This, we don't have forever mm-hmm. today. You know, we, we want to, I mean, I guess we kind of do, you know, but, <laughs> you know, but we, we, we'd rather not date forever. We want to find someone, you know, sooner than later, mm-hmm. most of us. And so, you know, I don't think it's inappropriate. I think it's totally fine in a good you know, casual setting, you know, mm-hmm. to just lay it down, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, if, at the end of the day, I had a good time and and I've done this before. You did this with me. Yeah. I, I remember. I did it with Brianna. Yeah. As well. I said, even just right after the first date, you know, and, uh, we're going to talk about how our first date experience went. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was good right away to be able to find her and to be able to say, you know, yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to as well. And I think that as a culture and as 
an age group, we need to stop being afraid of having those conversations and stop using that as an excuse as, as to why we get scared off. Because it's important to define the dating relationship right off the bat. Are we just in this for fun? Are we in this because we have the same goals and we both truly do want to see a future in this? And that even changes the way that dating, you know, mm-hmm. happens. I feel like it sets the mood. A lot of dating. times people expect uh, this typical date where you know this guy is going to take me out and he's going to pay for this dinner and he's going mm-hmm. to pay for this activity. He's like, you know what? You know, what? I, I am willing to do that. I am willing to put in a little bit investment, you know, into this mm-hmm. into this relationship if it's going for that future. But, you know, I don't want to do that for someone who's just hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just going to hang out. Then you can pay for your own food or you can pay for your own you know, yeah. bo- bowling shoes. Like then we can go be friends. <laughs> On that same note, I think it's important to recognize that you are still just dating this person. You guys aren't boyfriend and girlfriend. You aren't in a committed relationship. And in my personal opinion, I believe that during the dating phase, you should also, if you have the opportunity, be dating other people. You should be getting to know other people and having those to compare relationships and, you know, compare the guys or girls you're dating amongst each other. It is also super huge, in my opinion, that you also go on group dates. You introduce these people you're dating to your friends, you meet their friends, and you go out in group settings because it makes it a little bit easier to go on dates because it makes it a little bit more comfortable. And you get to see this person in different lights, um, in different crowds and different circumstances. But I, when I was dating Jerry, I was actually dating two other guys. And I thought that helped me a lot because I was able to see what I liked in Jerry more than I liked in the other guys. It also kept me from getting too focused on Jerry too soon because I was dating a couple other guys and helped keep things a little bit lighter and not as intense right off the bat. But I know Jerry feels a little bit differently about about dating other people (laughs) while you're dating someone else. And and we kind of talked about this, and it's not so much that I feel differently. Like, I agree with what Brianna said, but I also don't feel that you have to feel it's essential for you to be dating somebody else just because you're dating one girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I started dating for Brianna, for example. You know, I had a good time with her. I didn't feel inclined to say, let me just go find another girl to date mm-hmm. so I could compare them. You know, I'm kind of against the let me compare these two girls together because, <laughs> you know, they have their own traits and their own qualities that make them, you know, good and make them them. And I don't need to be dating someone else right now. I've dated other people in the past that I can mm-hmm. that I can compare that to. So so there's two perspectives here. You know, again, what Brianna's saying is good. We we really do want that experience so that we can be able to have um, some a little bit of comparison and a little bit of understanding of uh, what we're looking forward to in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but but don't 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 always go out of your way. In my opinion, it's not necessarily essential. So we're going to move on here to um, another topic here, and that's how long should the dating phase be? Well, that's a very good question. Jerry and I dated for about a month and a half before we became official boyfriend and girlfriend. I really liked that amount of time, especially for us. I feel like we got to know each other really well during that month and a half. And by the time it came time to define the relationship, it felt like the right move, and it felt like the only move by that point because we knew each other so well. 
it just it just felt very smooth that transition so in my opinion I believe you should date as long as you need to before you get to that point where you are sure you don't want to see anyone else and and on top of that we have this concept that I've come up with called uh, quality time versus the quantity of time Mm -hmm. because even though that month and a half for Brianna and I, you know, is that specific time frame, mm-hmm. you know, that, that might seem short to somebody. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt long because after dating Brianna for, you know, three dates in two and a half weeks, we all of a sudden started seeing each other like all the time. Yeah. Like we would every text day. every day. We would yeah. talk <laughs> every day. You know, we would go on, you know, three or four dates a week mm-hmm. and we were seeing each other so much that the quality of the time that was being spent you know, overtook that amount of time that somebody might try to classify as an appropriate amount of time mm-hmm. to have someone be your boyfriend and girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That being said, obviously there's still common sense that's in play. We get very excited. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to rush. And even if you go on some the first date with somebody and you see them for two weeks straight every day, maybe think about it before you completely commit to somebody. But again, yeah. you know, use your heart. Use the spirit and, you know, really be mindful of, you know, kind of what God has in store for you, too. That's one thing we really want to focus on in this podcast is this, again, is a, you know, is a God, God (laughs) God-fearing, Christian-type base Mm -hmm. um, um, style of dating we're looking at here. And so, you know, God always has a a way to play into uh, what we're doing. Definitely. And I think it's also important to talk about a rule that I feel is essential when you're dating which is a rule that I got from my mission president called the three date rule. Now, of course, this doesn't apply to every situation. My mission president always told us that when you go on dates with someone and let's say you go on the first date and the guy is nice, but you're just thinking, oh, he's not really my type or he's too shy for me or we just don't have a lot in common. That's when the three date rule comes into play. You go on three dates with the guy or girl if I'm, you know, if I'm speaking to guys <laughs> also, I guess. But you go on three dates with the person before you decide whether or not you want to move forward. And that gives you plenty of time to get to know this person and get to know who they really are. Because the first couple dates are really tough, especially for people that have anxiety, people that have trouble opening up to others, and people that are just genuinely introverted. And so in order to give someone a fair shot at getting to know you and you getting to know them, I think the three-date rule is essential for that. Uh, Jerry and I would not be together if not for the three-date rule. Because <laughs> as cute as I thought he was, that first date was a little rough. Um, and the second date was obviously very much better. And the third date was, by the third date, I was smitten again. But if I hadn't followed that rule my mission president gave me, I wouldn't be standing here today with Jerry. So it's something that I feel is very important to talk to you guys about. Because I feel like we write people off too quickly sometimes. But there is a backside to that, and Jerry's going to talk about that. And again, this goes back to what we were talking about on the last episode, and that's that if you have that overall bad feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of have to, you kind of have to take that to heart. Yeah. Really think about that because if you really have that bad feeling, it's likely that that's not going away. Mm -hmm. You know, but if you if you go on a date with somebody, and you know, you, you had a good time. But you're just not sure how not you feel. That spark, you know. Yeah, it's like it doesn't always have to come right away. You're not always mm-hmm. going to be, you know, dumbfounded right on the spot. Mm-hmm. And 
it really gives you a chance to get to know someone's personality a lot better before you can say, okay, this isn't going to work. Because again, for me and Brianna, you know, the more time that we spent, the more I was able to open up. Mm -hmm. I seem, I think, kind of fun and exciting on the podcast, but I'm in my element with my wife. Mm -hmm. I am typically more introverted, typically not as social as a, as... And he has a mean RBF. I have a little bit of RBF. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, people have said that. They said that I don't look very approachable, which kind of sucks sometimes because I think I am, but I guess not. I'm kind of a big guy <laughs> if you see my pictures. Um, and yeah, so Brianna didn't write me off. She said, okay, you know, he seemed kind of pensive and mm-hmm. he always... That was my exact word too. Yeah. And like I was kind of reserved and and she gave me another chance. And again, she said she was smitten and I smote her. <laughs> <laughs> And, and things worked out. So here we are. Yep. So uh, another thing about our date I wanted to talk about, which I think is pretty important um, safety issue here that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Brianna, how, what did what did we do for our first date? How did you, did I tell you what our date was going to be? No, he didn't. He actually told me it was a surprise. I think you told me that I could wear something casual. You told me kind of an idea of how I could dress, but it was a total surprise for me. And so he just picked me up and was like, I'm not telling you what we're doing, which was a little bit nerve wracking for me. I still went because I figured, you know, I liked him. He seemed like a really nice guy. We chat on the phone quite a few times before that date. Um, But I felt comfortable with him, but it still was really nerve wracking. Yeah. And uh, why was that? Well, first of all, because you picked me up. And so I had no vehicle to get myself out of the date if I didn't like it. And plus, I didn't know what was going on. So I didn't know where you were taking me. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, looking back, I thought it was sweet. Yeah. From a girl's perspective, (laughs) there's a lot more concerns because of, unfortunately, how a lot of us men are treating women these days. Mm -hmm. And they are worried about things that you don't think about because you're a man. Yeah. You know, and so my advice going forward for people would definitely be and I want to talk about this right now rather than in another podcast is one agree to meet somewhere mm-hmm. so they have their own way of transportation that they can know that they have a safety way of getting out in case they get bad vibes from you mm-hmm. and that they have the right to do that and vice versa a guy can feel weird about a girl mm-hmm. and decide they want to leave and also not make it a surprise so that mm-hmm. they can tell one of their friends what you're doing and where you're going mm-hmm. yep and that's going to help them feel more safe. That's going to help them have a better time because they don't have to be concerned that they're going to be kidnapped or taken somewhere to do something they don't want to do. Yep. I totally agree. So it's really important when you're dating to spend what we talked about a little bit earlier in this episode, quality time together. And included in that quality time is things that encourage conversation and encourage um, you and your potential boyfriend, girlfriend, getting to know each other really well. Uh, So from the beginning, Jerry and I were really on the same page when it came to dating. And so we never did dates like movie dates or I'm trying to think of another example besides movies or um, just going to like a concert or something where there's a lot of noise and little conversation. Um, Our first date was we went, he took me golfing on campus. He called it campus golf. And our second date, we went to Cafe Rio and ate dinner. And our third date, we went on a hike. 
And all three of those dates were dates where we were able to talk freely and really get to know each other and didn't have a lot of interruption. But they were also all three very public dates. Uh, the third day, which was a hike, we went with a couple friends, I believe. And we hiked the Y, so it wasn't yeah, we like the y. <laughs> we passed some a lot of remote people. mountain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which is also a safety thing for girls, too. I think guys or girls, when you're asking someone to go on a date with you, you should try to make the first few dates something public or something, you know, where there's other people that are there so that both of you can feel very safe. Um, it does make the person that you're with, especially if you're a guy asking a girl, feel more relaxed if she's in a safe environment uh, where she has that security of other people around. Any other ideas you have to add to that dating list, Jerry, of what people can do to, you know, encourage conversation and really getting to know someone? We really wanted to use this point to transition to uh, emotional intimacy versus physical, mm-hmm. physical intimacy and, you know, infatuation versus love. We want to talk about those points here. Mm-hmm. So when I was in BYU Singles Word, many of you <laughs> probably listening to this podcast, yeah. you know, but also uh, singles in general. And I, even married people, even right now. I mm-hmm. mean, this this concept remains. Uh, I had a bishop who gave this really good analogy. What he taught it? this specific lesson on the law of chastity. And I actually went to that lesson because I was dating Jerry at the time. And in that law of chastity lesson, he talked about an example of the difference between emotional intimacy and physical intimacy. So he drew like a circle on the board, which we can't show you, of course, because we're on a podcast, but Jerry can explain the basic gist of what it was to you. Yeah, so let's say you're looking at a circle. On the left side of the circle, you have emotional feelings, emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. On the right side of the circle, you have physical touch or physical intimacy. And guys will go the route of, on the right side, they'll go to physical intimacy as a means to get to emotional intimacy mm-hmm. to complete the circle. They're going to try to get to emotional, I mean, they're going to they're going to try to get to physical intimacy and then use that to get to the emotional, meaning mm-hmm. they have to have that physical touch. They feel like they need to make out. They need to touch a girl. They need to feel her and be close to her mm-hmm. to be able to have emotional connection. Girls are opposite of that. And again, this isn't absolute. This is this is most girls, this is mm-hmm. most guys. Most girls will want that emotional connection first. They want to be heard. They want to be listened to. They want to know you care. You know, all these emotional feelings before mm-hmm. it unlocks their willingness to want to be physically intimate mm-hmm. with you. And so even though it's natural for guys to feel that way, it's it's still not the best way. No. <laughs> it's, it's the natural man. It's the natural man. Yeah. Unfortunately, gentlemen, the girls have a right on this one. <laughs> you need to try to... You know, just like the scriptures say, put off the natural man. Mm-hmm. And we need to go the other way. Mm-hmm. And we need to get on their level and become more emotionally connected. That's the way that you're going to find a deeper, more true love. I think in marriage, that little wheel, that little circle can actually be okay. Because girls and guys will balance each other out pretty well. But when it comes to dating, it's important for guys to put off that, you know, physical to emotional way. And because of that, I think it's important that we understand what the gravity is of crossing physical boundaries. 
my mission president also, he was great. He, but he told me, taught me a lot of things, but he told me to always be careful about those physical boundaries because just think about this in your mind for a second. If a guy holds your hand on the first date, it feels great. It goes great. You just like him so much. You go on your second date and he doesn't hold your hand the whole time. What are you thinking in your mind, girls? Jerry, put your put yourself in the shoes of a girl. What are, what are you thinking in your mind when you're, the guy doesn't hold your hand the second date? Oh, no, I know I know it's how it sounds. It sounds like this. Why doesn't he like me anymore? Oh, my gosh, he <laughs> thinks I'm not pretty. Exactly. So what happens when you cross physical boundaries and you take that chance, you hold her hand or you kiss her or you make out with her, you know, or anything above that, right? It's almost nearly impossible to go back and undo that. Once you've pushed that envelope that far, you can't just undo that. And that's the same for holding hands. It's the same for making out any of those things. It's so important that you are ready to take that step, not just in physical intimacy, but in commitment that matches that physical intimacy. And the reason we do that is because you're, you're pushing yourself to this degree where you're moving so fast that you're missing out on this emotional connection, mm-hmm. right? Because everyone always says this. You go to marriage and physical attractiveness and certain physical qualities only last so long. Yep. Like the That's emotional true. stuff will always remain into eternity. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for us to be able to find someone that we can deeply root those emotional connections with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I personally think holding hands is great. Hugging is great. But especially if you're in this dating phase where you're just dating, you're not committed yet, and you're possibly dating other people, kissing is out of the question, in my opinion. You should not be kissing even just a smooch on the lips. You should not be kissing the girl until you are committed, until you guys are committing to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And it's totally fine if you tell the girl or guy that you're dating this. Tell them that this is your goal. This is what I did with Jerry as well, is we both had the same goal where we didn't want to kiss until we became boyfriend and girlfriend. I thought this was great for us because we really got to know each other during that month and a half. And it carried through into our relationship. Whenever we hung out, we weren't just making out the entire time because we had that solid um, base that kept us going of connection and understanding and good conversation. We would hang out for hours at a time when we were dating and just talk. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I just think it's very important that if you that if you aren't ready to commit to be boyfriend and girlfriend you do not kiss her so on that first date guys and girls you can tell him hey so I really like you but I have this goal that I don't want to kiss the person I'm dating until we are committed to be boyfriend and girlfriend I just really want to spend these next few weeks or whatever how much time it's going to be to get to know you and guys I promise you if you say that to a girl She's in a dang near faint because she's going to be like, oh my goodness, I met a guy that actually wants to get to know me. That he actually cares about what's in my mind and in my heart and doesn't just want to make out with me all the time. Trust me on that. And and also, I, I don't want to say that this is always a guy's fault either. Right? No, it like, is not. Girls can also want to jump the gun exactly. and expect that from, from a guy. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what. Um, I can't speak for women, but certain, you know, <laughs> sexual feelings are harder for men to contain mm-hmm. <laughs> than girls. And, uh, you know, a lot of this example that we're bringing up right now 
is really experience talking. This isn't mm-hmm. this isn't just something that I came up with. Um, I had I had several dating relationships before I met Brianna, and most most of them were good and communicative, and we didn't have much kissing. And you know, I really got to be able to learn some of these about about a lot of good things about these other girls, and it didn't work out. We moved on, and. Actually, just before I had met Brianna, I had the opposite of that. I was getting frustrated with dating. I was getting frustrated with being a young virgin, <laughs> just like most of us are. Let's just be honest. And you know, I had met this girl over the summer, and she was really attractive to me. Obviously, I was attracted to her. And, you know, we went on one or two dates, and after that, we were just making out all the time. And... That's just what our relationship was. We didn't get to know that much about each other. Just a lot of kissing. A lot of kissing. And when a lot of that kissing gets introduced, it gets pushed farther. And it's hard because you get really close to crossing these lines that you definitely do not want to cross. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is very difficult. And now you're stuck there. And mm-hmm. we've only been there for a month. Yep. <laughs> You know, we're not ready for anything else after that, but it's only been a month and we've already put ourselves into this box where it's you're, you're just just at the cusp of what married couples do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're pushing it. And in some cases, we'll probably go too far, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't recognize that. And the relationship broke up and I was, you know, it was over. I was distraught. And after a couple of weeks, I looked back and I was like, man, why am I so frustrated about this? We had nothing. Like, we had nothing. All I missed was that I wasn't getting some of my sexual desires taken care of anymore. hmm You know? And that's just sad. I think it's really important to note here, also, like, we are speaking to young adults and youth, and we know that these mistakes do get made. And I do want to make a very strong note and say, this is why we have the atonement and forgiveness and bishops and all this help is God knows that we're not going to be perfect. And he knows that we're going to make mistakes, especially when it comes to this, something so sacred and special like sexual intimacy. So if you have made these mistakes in the past, don't be afraid to go talk to someone. Go talk to your bishop. Pray. You're you're not ruined forever, okay? God loves you. And that's why we've, we're making this podcast. We want you guys to not feel so alone. We want you to know that... There is hope in dating. And if you've had horrible experiences in the past, there's still hope in dating. And it's not too late to change your ways and to do dating right and meet the person that you're looking for. Yeah. And, and in a relationship, even now, like if these things happen, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, I would hope we try to try to hold ourselves accountable, mm-hmm. you know, and talk to the other person and let them know how, what you're feeling. You know, if they if they need to have something get taken care of. You know, work it, work it out together, mm-hmm. and it really will help get the healing that you need. You don't want to let things stay solely dead. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the word I want to yeah. I want to use, but uh, again, we don't want to we don't want to sound depressing. No, we don't. we want this. We want you guys to understand that these are these are topics that we really feel strongly about mm-hmm. and have had experience with. And, of course, all of these things are our opinions. You can take them. You can adapt some of them. You don't have to take all of them. 
you're not going to hurt my feelings. You know, if you <laughs> say that's mine. dumb, I want to kiss no, more girls. <laughs> like you do that. But just keep in mind, you know, what I'm telling you, because that concept of infatuation versus love is a real thing. Really, a really real truly thing. Real. And we have a lot of people in our in our church, unfortunately, who are getting married and getting divorced way too soon. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you part of that is because they were they were empty. Mm-hmm. They were they were they were this constant couple that was too physically intimate and then when they were married they took care of what they needed and then that got boring and then there was nothing left yeah and that's you don't want to be in that situation and not to pull the experience card but we're pulling the experience card and i mean we are married been almost four years and we've been through this and we know how hard it is to be dating and we know how hard it is to be dating as a virgin as someone who's waiting until marriage but we're telling you guys it's worth it and if you can follow these guidelines we're giving you, you will have success because you will find someone and you will connect with someone on an emotional, real level before anything physical comes into play. And you will have a real connection with that person. Nothing sullied, as Jerry said, by anything sexual or anything about going too deep too fast. This is exactly why as youth and teenagers in the church, we are always told to not date exclusively. Because as teenagers, we aren't ready to take that commitment to where it needs to be. And we're not ready to get married. And dating is for marriage. So essentially, we're dating as youth to learn how to be with the opposite sex. Right, Jerry? Yeah. And and I, I got to be careful with this because I never want to contradict you know any of our church leaders on, on certain points. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't like the word dating like as it pertains to the youth anyways. I definitely think they should stick to the word, you know, hanging out or going out and having fun, you know, with with another with a girl or a guy, mm-hmm. because I'd much prefer my son to go out on a group date with other members, other youth in the ward and go bowling, you mm-hmm. know, or go do something fun that will help them learn to be around girls, you know, and to treat them nice and and stuff like that. But, you know, to call it dating again, it's it's difficult. It puts you in this position where you potentially can become boyfriend and girlfriend. Most guys in our church are out going on missions and anyone who's been in the mission knows what it's like to have a companion or someone who's been destroyed by some girl that, you know, broke up with him or a sister missionary with a guy that is dating someone else now. Which I saw a lot in my mission. Yeah. It creates a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult to deal with and very depressing time. And you can just leave all that out of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that to deal with. I didn't either. Don't regret it at all. The whole year before I went on my mission, I said I wasn't going to date anyone. So, like, exclusively. And, and I, I don't know I what didn't. the percentage is. I, I'd like to find a percentage. I I would, I would be willing to say that it's less than 10% of anybody that ever does that actually stays with the person that they were with. Yeah. You know, it just, <laughs> yep. it's just it's just a lot of heart heartache. And so I just... I would say avoid it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be really close with somebody, have good bonds as a friend, and after the mission, if you see someone still that you want to pursue, pursue them. Pursue them then. Mm-hmm. You know, but yep. I definitely think that we should be focusing more for the youth listening to this as hanging out and, and learning to be with the opposite sex. Yep. And learning what makes them tick because, you know, when a guy is around a girl, you know, a girl can really make a guy better. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, guys can bring the best out in girls. Yep. You know, so that there's a plus to that. There definitely is. 
So let's do a little recap before we end the episode. Sounds good. So basically in this episode, we covered why it's important to date. You're dating to get married. You're dating to find that one. And you're dating to get sealed in the temple. You're dating to seal the deal with those I do's. You should date other people while you're dating. Before you become boyfriend and girlfriend, you should shop around. You should meet different people. That's my personal opinion. We also talked about the importance of watching your physical boundaries Mm -hmm. and trying not to rush into those physical boundaries too soon if you don't have emotional connection. Yep. Also, reserving some of those physical intimacies such as kissing or anything past that for someone that you're being committed to Mm -hmm. when you're moving into that DTR phase. Yep. And you know what? I just thought of this right now. It is so much easier to end a dating phase with someone if you haven't gotten physically intimate with them. If you're six dates in and you haven't made out with her yet, and you're just like, I'm, I'm really not feeling it with you anymore. Trust me, she is going to be way less mad at you or he, he's going to be way less upset with you if you guys haven't crossed those physical boundaries. So just a side note there that I just thought of right now. Um, also, it is important to understand quality versus quantity in time. Go on dates where you guys can talk, where you guys can get to know each other. And also, give someone three chances, three date rule, if you're not sure about them yet. I agree. Yeah. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, that sums it all up. (laughs) We are so thankful you guys tuned in with us to this third podcast episode. That's everything for today that we have for you guys. And we can't wait to see you guys in our next episode. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about stage three, which is... The, bum, bum, bum. the DTR. The DTR. <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, now that we have this label, boyfriend and girlfriend, how does our relationship change? Mm-hmm. What's the dynamic that we have now? What do we look forward to? How do I know it's time to get engaged? Find out next time on Single to Sealed. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.